Here we go. This is it. This is episode 409. Formula 409, my favorite cleaner. Giddy up 409. <laughs> Giddy up. Yeah, that's a song, isn't yeah, it? Man, that was, yeah, man. That ruled. <laughs> no, it didn't. You're <laughs> that's the voice of Ryan O'Flanagan, who is my guest today. I'm Justin Severson, the host of this thing. We're at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. And Ryan is this week's headliner. Yeah, man. Here at Acme. One show down and one, show one down. two, three, four, five to five go. To five go. to go, yeah. Shaking off the rust. Yes. Yeah, last night was... You know, I haven't done stand-up since December, and even that was pretty rough in December. And uh, before that, yeah, it's basically been the whole pandemic. So I'm dusting off these these jokes I've been writing in quarantine and, and some old, cla- trying to remember how these old classics go. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just trying to iron out the kinks here. Holy cow. So I watched last night. Oh, sweet. I did, uh, I did the Zoom option. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, great. How was that? Yeah, well, it's great. How did it look on Zoom? Uh, I mean, just as awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on a delay, so they edit all the awkward points. Oh, out. perfect. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's great. But I mean, we're using the cameras here right now. It's sweet. Yeah, man, the crowd was great. I can't believe on like a Wednesday night, people kind of packed it in. It was really fun. They were very forgiving. I Man, I was just like stumbling and trying to remember how my jokes go, and they were just like with me all the way. Yeah. Fun. So uh, let's pretend that there was no pandemic and you had been doing like stand up constantly for the last year. Mm-hmm. Could you? Would you still come out and go, "Look, I'm rusty," just to, just so they like get, <laughs> cut you slack in case it doesn't go <laughs> I don't well? Think so. Huh? I try to not use that as an excuse too okay. much, but it is. I was at least looking forward to to using that excuse yesterday because I'm like, I am going to say that just to let them know <laughs> there's no refunds. This is going to be, if it's bad, at least I admitted it up top. I gave him a disclaimer. Eight years from now, you're like, look, I, I haven't been <laughs> yeah. doing this much. Pandemic, yeah. guys. Pandemic. People are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's go back. Uh, like, So it's been a little over a year from now that we've mm-hmm. been in this mess. Yeah. What, what, what would have 2020 looked like? for you compared to what actually happened if you're not doing stand-up yeah right before the pandemic it was yeah so things kind of shut down in march early march and all of february i was doing shows it was just like super busy and i'm I'm usually not that busy but it was yeah like every weekend in february i was on the road i was like man it's gonna be a good year 2020 i distinctly remember was the first year in my life that I was that I I verbally said to friends I was like I have a really good feeling about this year. No, you I didn't. Like, I had a couple of friends that like you know some friends were like selling a show and some other friends were like putting on this like sketch kind of like play at this theater and like things were kind of looking up. I had another friend who like booked you know this the show Dave and that had just come out and another friend was directing some stuff and I was like our whole group of friends I was like I feel really good about this year. I feel like this is going to be a good year for us and it was the worst year that has ever happened. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm never going to say that again. Yeah, I, I was just going to say well, now is your chance. Do you have a prediction? It's uh what are we April 8th right now is April the date recording. Do you have a predi- prediction for the rest of 2021? Disaster, I think. Volcanoes are going to erupt. Perfect. <laughs> but things are looking good. This is like yeah, this is my first weekend on the road um since kind of things are starting to open back up again. Uh, so I got, you know, this, this week and then got to do San Diego and then Spokane, Washington all this month. So three weekends on the road in one month, which is pretty cool. Nice. And I'm going to Wilmington, North Carolina to shoot a golf movie where I have to play a really good golfer and I don't golf. So I have to like, hopefully learn how to golf in the next like two weeks. What? <laughs> they they said they're going to hire like a trainer or like a professional to help me out with my swing and stuff. I told them, I'm like, I can't, I've been going to the, I went to a driving range last week and I filmed myself. And was looking at my form, and I was like, good God, I have to f- film a movie where I play a golfer? <laughs> like, this is all I can do. There's, there's a scene, there's literally a scene where this guy, he's just like, he's like this prodigy, or he's like an ex, 
golfer used to be really good then he just like quit because of his girlfriend or whatever but then there's this one scene he like comes back and he steps up to the the tee and there's like 100 200 300 400 yard markers that are like wooden and he's just aiming for them and hitting the 100 and then he aims for the 200 hits the 200 and he hits the 300 then he looks at the 400 and he and he drives 400 yards and he drives and the ball hits the 400 yard marker and it explodes shatters yes yeah. <laughs> just like wood splinters I'm like four as that's physically impossible <laughs> what are you talking about how is it going to look like I'm able to do that with my crappy swing <laughs> that's gonna, your swings are going to be in fast forward <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to do 1.5 really times speed but he really put some whip into that thing <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Like, good god throw his back out <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, so it'll be good to hit the road. It's good to just get out. Yeah, uh, so that's a movie that's going to be filming, you said? Yeah, yeah, it's just these guys I know. It's going to, you know, I don't know how it's going to be. <laughs> how, do be you, how, do you get a, how do you get hired to do a role in a movie with, go- with golf and you have no experience really? It's just these guys that I met. Uh, I shot a uh, like a pilot out there a couple of years ago with these guys. They have a comedy club out there that's really good. And uh, so someone had come to the show that, was like trying to produce a uh, a pilot, and he's like, "I'd really like to have you for this role." So I filmed that, and it was g- kind of bad. <laughs> but, huh. but I met a bunch of people out there and made a bunch of friends. They're like, "Yeah, we'd love to bring you back out and film this movie we're doing." I just love that city, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." But I'm telling you, I cannot golf. They're like, "We can, we'll cheat it. We can just like cut away." And I'm like, all right, <laughs> if you guys think that you can make that work, it's going to take some movie magic to make that look. You're cool. going to show up and meet your stunt double. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks just like me. It's like, just like jacked. That's a, it's a woman ball. with a wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah just a professional golfer. <laughs> She's killing it. Yeah. Uh, did you? So yeah, you do stand up and acting. Known for mm-hmm. both. Uh, did you do? Did you get a chance? Was anything in production last year? Not really. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, nothing really. Happened. I did. I did one. I actually shot like a quarantine movie, which is the only thing I did, and I was took like three days for me. But I think they shot for like a month. But it was. Uh, I think it was called Stay at Home. They may have changed the title, but it was a COVID. Their tagline was a COVID compliant comedy, and the whole thing was like most of it happens on VR, and uh, so there's a bunch of different characters, and we all put on like our VR headsets, and then we go. And it's like an animated thing where we all go into this nightclub, and so most of the movie is like animated. It's kind of like avatars of us. Okay. And then they shot our like in-person scenes individually, uh, so we can just be like, "Hey, we shot this, but it was COVID compliant. Don't get mad at us." You know? Oh boy. So we'll see. We'll see how it comes out. But you know, anything for any money at all. <laughs> <laughs> how did your uh, avatar look? I didn't. <laughs> they they showed like the uh, initial version, and it looks just. Eerily, like exactly like me. I thought it was going to be more like cartoonish and weird. And I was like, ah, it's kind of creepy. It just looks like oh, like a glitchy kind of version of me in real life. So <laughs> I don't know how it's going to look. The final version is probably going to be a kind of a creepy setup. Sure, <laughs> yeah. you got to get that for merch, man. Yeah, yeah. Here's my avatar just on a shirt, uh-huh. on a tote bag. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so I watched the show last night from Zoom, as we uh, mentioned a little bit. Very mm-hmm. funny. Thanks, thanks. Um. And I've done plenty of research, like I always do for this podcast. Yeah. And one of the things that stood out to me is uh, the, the town that you're from. I love the name of the town that you're from. Seekonk. Seekonk. Seekonk, Mass. Yeah. Seekonk is a people always laugh because it's it's supposed to be the uh, the Wampanoag Indian word for black goose. Oh, now I'm a racist. And Thanks. The, yeah. Way to go. <laughs> but it's apparently the, supposed to be the sound that like a goose makes. See Kong. Not for real? Yeah, it's supposed to be. That's literally what it is. That's what they tell us when you're like in elementary school. I've never seen that written anywhere in adulthood. But that's what they say. What is, so Seekonk High School? Seekonk High School. The, the Warriors, baby. No. Bleed blue. 
not the geese? <laughs> yeah, that's what our youth soccer league is the the black goose soccer. So oh, that's for our real? only and we have like two geese on our town flag. That's our homage to to geese. But yeah, we're the Warriors, and our and our uh, logo is this like very cartoonish, almost like the Cleveland Indians, like, Indian guy. Uh oh. And we're called Seacock, which is like an Indian Native American word. Hmm. So I don't know if they're for how much fix longer. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have to take care of that. They did change like the football helmet to like a like the Florida State spear, as opposed to like a cartoonish, very offensive Native American guy with, like, a big nose and, like, feathers. He's, like, smiling. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like, a good oh, plan. God. Yep, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a good plan. So how did you – how does someone from Seekonk, which I love saying, I'm mm-hmm. going to keep saying yeah. it, how does someone from Seekonk get into acting and stand-up? Honestly, it started – it did start at Seekonk High. It was me and my friends. <laughs> we, like – we had to do some, like, uh, like a uh, video project for something. I forget what it was. I think the first thing me and a couple of friends filmed was just, like, a reenactment of the movie of the book The Pearl, the John Steinbeck book The Pearl. We just filmed it in my yard, and it was just like this ten minute thing. We filmed on like my dad's camcorder, and it was my first time kind of filming anything and acting in, in any way. And I was like, this is super fun. I just me and like three or four friends. I was like, this is really fun. I might want to like get into this. And so I started asking teachers, especially like my English teacher at the time, was like super nice if I could if we could like do video stuff for like extra credit. Or instead of like writing an essay, if we could do like a video thing, I think once or twice she like let us do it. Brilliant. So like, yeah, so it was just like then we just started filming kind of like sketch or kind of like man on the street jackass type stuff around town, just like being idiot kids. And uh, that's kind of how I started getting into it and having fun filming stuff. And then when I went to college, I majored in theater, which was a mistake. Didn't have to do that. That <laughs> 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 was a very expensive school and majored in theater. What's yeah? What is the number one reason why that was a mistake? The price. I just could, you could have just done theater and been in plays and been involved without majoring in it and then just gotten an education in something more useful, I think, is what I wish I could have done. Yeah. Could you now teach that to someone? Absolutely not. I don't remember, like, anything that I learned. I'm so bad about, like, (laughs) playwrights and plays and theater and stuff, and I'll talk to people who majored in theater that I'm friends with now, and they're just like, yeah, you know that play? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Did you ever try to write one? I remember Shakespeare. (laughs) Isn't that part of it? You show up with, like, here's my play that yeah, I wrote. Yeah, yeah, I would like submit some plays to these. Like, they had this thing called After Hours, which is uh, like this starts at like 10 p.m. and they just like go all night and it's like student written plays. So I would like write funny, kind of like comedy, really over the top absurd plays for that. Okay. That was kind of my foray into like writing. All right. Yeah. And then after college. After college, I moved straight to LA. Yeah, I knew. So I started doing stand up. I started doing stand up my freshman year, really, in college. But where, where was college? I'm sorry. My freshman year, I went to UMass Amherst, okay. but then I uh, transferred to Boston College. BC, so my, BC. So I uh, first start. I first started stand up when I was like eighteen, and I was so bad. I didn't know about open mics till like my senior year. Somehow, I was just my freshman year. I entered like this contest in Providence, Rhode Island, um, and uh, made it to, like the finals of this contest just because my family and friends would come and they like vote. But I was like so bad, but I had so many friends coming. So I thought I was good. The ringer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I did stand up like eight or ten times for the first like three years I did stand up. Just every few months I'd be like, yeah, I'm a comedian. I'll do this some contest. Then, yeah, my senior year I discovered open mics in Boston, so started hitting those hard. And uh, that's when I kind of discovered, you know, how to like really work on your craft and find your voice and do stand up and stuff. And after I graduated, it was a month after I graduated, I drove out to L.A. and just started hitting open mics there and. 
Met a few guys, started a sketch group, and kind of ball just started rolling from there. Uh, the sketch group is with uh, a form Ahmed, right? Ahmed, yeah. So Ahmed was actually former pers- No Laugh Track podcast guest. Yes, yes, yeah. I saw his name in the green room. Oh, okay, took a took a selfie with it, sent it to him. He goes, "That's the best my handwriting has ever looked." I'm <laughs> like, yeah, this is like not your handwriting. <laughs> I did oh, not think you wrote like funny. that. Funny. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. Maybe after he left. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, I forgot. Someone- <laughs> yeah, love it. But uh, yeah, that first time I did stand up at that contest that my family came to, Ahmed was there. So the first time I ever did stand up, and I was eighteen. I actually met Ahmed, and he was, I guess, 22 at the time, which is, God, crazy to think about. Now he's got a kid, another kid on the way, yeah. and he's married, and he's moved out to Santa Barbara, living the dad life. Yeah. Like, God, I met you when you were 22, and, you know, just, like, having a crush on other comics. Like, no, oh, that comic's cute over there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're just two idiot boys, and now we're idiot men. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the only thing that changes is uh, a boy to man, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so... Last week, uh, Acme put out this press release that they had just hired four new MCs, yes. which is a pretty big deal here. Mm-hmm. One of them opened for you last night, yes. Ira. 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 And uh, so I just think that that's not which, I, so I want to give them credit for that. I'm going to read their names. Sean Nafstead, Elise Cole, James Stanley, Ira Ford, all just recently got hired yes, as MCs. Yes, congrats. Who, yeah, it's, so that's a pretty big deal. I think I've only deal. met Ira so far. Great dude, great fashion sense. Yeah, was wearing like the coolest <laughs> shirt or hoodie last night. Yes, and uh, <laughs> I haven't seen him too much, but I did see last night. And if he's got a unique perspective, someone comes up and talks about uh, dealing cocaine in the past. Yeah, it was like his first joke comes out. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, so all right, so coke. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's cool." So uh, yeah, that's that's a perspective that's just his own, which uh, I highly recommend. But uh, yeah. it's what's interesting that all these people they did it. What you didn't do. They worked their way yes. up coming here, at, you know, for the open mic night. Week, what, after, yeah, week yeah. after week after if week after week. If I had known, then that's then hopefully what I would have done. I just No one ever told me about open mic. That's I thought the amazing. way to start doing stand-up was to sign up for contests and then try to make it through the further round. And the further you get, the better a comic you are. That's like how comedy worked. I had no idea. So what, what do you consider like your home club then? I guess probably the West Side Comedy Theater in Santa Monica is probably my, that's where I started. When I first uh, moved to L.A., I interned there. And I was just like a, they call it a like a show runner. But it was, what does uh, that, what or does a, that or mean? A house runner or something. But when people would come in, this is like back in the day. I don't even know if they do it anymore. But okay. it was back in the day. I would like seat people and then uh, basically just go on stage and introduce the show and introduce like go in between acts because it would be different shows per night. So I would go in between every show and explain what it is and do the housekeeping type kind of MC kind of stuff. Sure. And then I would bring out like the actual host of the actual show who yeah. would be. A real comic or an improv guy. Interesting. So it's like yeah, an extra job. Yeah, yeah so there's really no reason. That, there was no reason for it at all. Except that you but probably was, weren't getting paid. I'm guessing. I no no yeah. at the yeah at the intern level you're just not. But I was just like yeah. meeting a bunch of comics. So I'm still friends with. That's like um, where I met Jack, the other guy that's in Dead Kevin. Oh so okay. It was me and Ahmed and Jack. We and I hosted the open mic there. So that's kind of what I consider my home club. And um, yeah, it's in this kind of hidden alley in Santa Monica. That, not a ton of people know about it, but yeah, once you find it, it's kind of this like cool little family. Um, yeah, that's what I would consider, I guess. My okay, home, my yeah, very club. cool, very cool. So, uh, one of the th- one of the many things we still need to talk about today is your and I don't know if you've you been doing any more recently, but these overly excited tourist yeah. videos. And yeah, I'm not doing those. anymore. I didn't think so, uh, but 
I often ask people of their history in Minnesota when mm -hmm. it's their first time on this podcast. I know that you have some history here because mm -hmm. one of those was filmed. And, yes. I, and you mentioned it last night, Mall of America. You've been to the Mall of, I America. Went to Mall of America. You filmed yeah. one of your overly excited <laughs> tourists to. all yeah. around uh, the Twin Cities, including the Mall of America. Yeah. Dude, you know what's funny is like I remember that day. So I would always there's this yeah this character I would do for these funnier die videos, and I would wear these like really ugly sunglasses that I got from Target. There's like kind of Pudge Rodriguez like you know ugly sunglasses. Then I would wear a hat of uh, that says like the state or city that I'm in. That was just kind of my routine wardrobe and so and i'll just like scream the character is like really loud and just like screaming stuff in public kind of embarrassing it's kind of why i stopped doing it because it was so like embarrassing to do but i remember when i went to the mall of america and i was looking for just like a hat that just said minnesota um and i couldn't find one i was walking around and i was like wasting time i was like so annoyed I'm, i just want to get get out of here and like film my thing then I found this, like, University of Minnesota hat. So it just said Minnesota on it. And I'm like, all right, that'll work. I try to not do, like, a logo that's, like, a school. I'd rather have just, like, an ugly hat that sure. just says, like, kind of generic, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, funnier that way. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I was wearing this, like, University of Minnesota hat. And I and I did my, you know, walking around, yelling, being embarrassing. And I, I went to the, uh, the, like, amusement park thing. And I was going on that roller coaster that they have. And I was, I was like, it would be funny to just, uh, like, scream on this roller coaster, you know, in my hat. And they were, like, telling me not to wear the hat. I was, like, snuck the hat on. So I was, like, on the roller coaster screaming at the top of my lungs in this hat. And uh, then I got off, and the people were, like, clearly looking at me, like, were you the guy who was just screaming? And it was, like, it's not that big of an area, so the scream was just, like, echoing throughout. Oh, yeah. And then, but then later, so I finished that, and I was, like, walking around. And then I walked by this kiosk that had, like, the perfect Minnesota hat. And it's to this day, it's probably the, my favorite hat I had in the entire series. It was, like, so obnoxious. Yes. It just said Minnesota and had a bunch of different little Minnesota things, <laughs> like, landmarks on it. And I was like, guy, I have to get this hat. So I had to buy that hat and then refilm everything, go walking around no screaming way. again. And I got back on the roller coaster, and I, like, screamed again. <laughs> just like, oh, this guy's back. So I had to film the whole thing screaming again. <laughs> They're probably like, what, is this guy coming in disguises <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah. yeah, we know it's we know you, buddy. Oh, different hat. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Minnesota. So I'm, I'm here a bunch. I have a family that lives in uh, Plymouth. Really? So they'll be coming to. Yeah, my dad's sister, my aunt, and her whole family. My grandma. They live out here. Uh, so they'll be coming probably tomorrow or Saturday to one grandma? of the shows. My grandma won't come. Oh. Grandma's in a nursing home. Okay. <laughs> grandma doesn't know what's going on. She, know. Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Hook yeah, her up should, with the yeah, Zoom. Yeah, tell grandma about the Zoom. Come on. But uh, so yeah, they'll be coming out. So yeah, I'm here a bunch. I did like a family reunion here a couple couple years ago. Oh no, kidding! And uh, so yeah, then played uh, like Sisyphus and some other like club. Like so it was like a rock venue. It was their first comedy show they ever did. Oh. I don't know if they ever did another one, but that was where it was mostly just my family that was there. They tore that place down. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I have no they idea. They probably did after that show. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm here a bunch. Yeah, it's one of my favorite towns to visit because I got a bunch of. People I know here. Wild. And you live in uh, California? I live in L.A. now. See, I've been there 11 years. Uh, yeah, I moved right after college. and It's home. I didn't like it at first. Was going to move back, actually. Was really thinking about just leaving, like, my first year in L.A. I just hated it so much. The people are, you know, there's there's, there's too many comedians, and it's people are kind of rude, and I didn't have any friends, and comedy was, like, sucking, and I just really wanted to move back. But then I started dating this girl, so I stayed, and... You know that didn't work out, but I'm glad I ended up staying because yeah. I've been there 11 years and it's been it's been fun. Made a bunch of friends and it's home now. Nice, yeah, nice. There you go. Uh, so one of the things that Ira mentioned last night when he uh, introduced you was a mm -hmm. movie that looks like it just came out on Netflix. Yeah, Do yeah. I have that Black correct? Island Sound. 
I didn't even tell him. I told him I was. He was like, "What do you want me to say about you?" You know, when I bring you up, and I was, "You can say American Vandal," and that was a show I was on on Netflix like four years ago, and uh, like Comedy Central, basic stuff. Then he was like, "I just watched that movie that you're in on Netflix." I was like, "You watched that?" And he was like, "Yeah." Want me to say that? And I was like, "Yeah, that makes way more sense." I honestly forgot that was like a thing <laughs> that was out there. But like, yeah, say that. That just came out. That's a great thing to say. That's so but, funny. Uh, yeah, it's like a horror, kind of a creepy horror film mystery. Um, I play, yeah, it's a real serious role, and uh, a lot of the reviews I'm getting is uh, people can't take me seriously. <laughs> they're like, we know he was like a comedy guy, but it's just a real kind of serious role, and he's just like in love with the main character. People are like, yeah, I, as soon as you showed up, I just started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, that's not, <laughs> oh, no. not what I want to hear. Oh, no, don't let the producers hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the yeah, it's getting for- good reviews. It was like top ten on Netflix a couple, couple weeks ago on uh, Netflix like movies. So check it out. It's called Block Island Sound. Well, I'm going to crush it right now. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But I so I did a little search last night. I was like, well, where? Maybe I can get a, like a review of this thing, or what are people? I because I didn't have time to watch it uh, mm-hmm. like Ira did. But uh, I was I just wanted to learn a little more about it. I found the Common Sense Media review of it. Okay, let's hear what Common Sense. You know what that is, right? No, what is that? That's you know where they point out all the naughty words and all the things. Oh, they're you know warning. Uh, responsible families oh, got on it. why okay, they great. shouldn't watch okay. your movie. <laughs> okay, great. <What laughs> Are you ready? I have to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's what parents need to know. Okay, Ryan. Parents need to know that the Block Island Sound is a horror slash conspiracy movie. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So I say that. A mysterious force is covering beaches with thousands of dead fish and also sickening people and turning them into undead monsters, who <laughs> are understand understandably in a really bad mood. <laughs> yeah, really bad. So far, so good. Don't yeah, warn your kids. There's going to be people in a really bad mood in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they might get crabby. The modeled, M O T T L E D. I don't even know that word. Don't know what that word. Do you is. know that word? Nope. No. Okay. Well, this person's very intelligent, more than us clearly. <laughs> yeah. The mottled and wounded face of one such unfortunate is shown at length. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, and the government may be behind it all. Or aliens. Language includes, and then they don't write it out, they put little dashes, but language includes fuck, shit, bitch, ass, and Christ. Christ. <laughs> Does your character say any of those words? I don't think so. My character is has no reason for being in the movie. There's, there's like... <laughs> what? What are you, what are you it's saying? It's like very much a side character that's not super important. It's kind of this lame dude. He's just kind of around. <laughs> what, was somebody just doing you a favor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, you want to be in this movie? You don't really do anything, but... This guy needs to pay some bills. Put him in a movie. <laughs> Uh, let's see, we got here, drinking and smoking cigarettes are on display. Mm-hmm, do you get mm-hmm. to do any of that fun stuff? Uh, I, m- I may be drinking a beer at, uh, like a funeral scene, maybe. I don't get to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, but the main character is just like a major alcoholic, and that's like, people think that's why he's like going crazy, but spoiler alert, that's not why he's going crazy, oh, folks. Ooh, a young girl is kidnapped and thrown in a boat by a zombie-like man. A dog goes missing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the dog well, went that's missing. A- that's a you know that's dramatizing. Strings right that's there. Funny. My sister was like thinking of watching the movie, but she has kids and she doesn't know if she should like watch it. With, and she also doesn't really like horror herself, so I should send her this, this weird article. Yes. Just so you know, it says fuck and shit and Christ. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes you absolutely should. Uh, so a dog goes missing. A dead man with bruised purple skin keeps showing up and egging on another man to do bad things. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a horror movie. <laughs> A reference is made to death by lung cancer. How dare they? Yeah, you can't talk about that these days. And a man throws up what looks like two small snakes. 
Yeah, <laughs> two small snakes. Yeah, they're like leeches. I think two small snakes. They're like they're like this big, and he just throws them up into the sink. I think you, they're supposed to be leeches or sea worms or something. I don't know what they're supposed to be. To you, they're sea worms. To others, they're two small snakes. Two small snakes. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I'm not a zoologist. But in other words, ninety uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the price. really something right. like that. Yeah, pretty sweet little huh. sweet little number. There. Yeah. So when it's uh, let's say let's look into the future here, ten years from now, mm-hmm. what would make you happiest? That you are in, that you're selling out uh, theaters, doing comedy, or you have a like a hit sitcom and a string of hit movies? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, acting I think is my number one. I think I'd be if I had to choose one, I would act. Um, so yeah, ten years from now, if I could be in. Couple move, just have like regular income from acting. That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, I'm not trying to put it off for ten years. I mean, if it happens yeah. in six months, that'd be sweet too. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. If I had to choose, I would choose acting over stand up. Just because stand up is so much fun. It's just obviously instant gratification, but so much more stressful. <laughs> I'm just like get so much more nervous, you know, and anxious, and it has ways. It's aging me. I think so much more than, <laughs> than <laughs> acting is. I'm also doing it way more than acting. I don't get booked for acting nearly as much as stand up, but. Yeah, if I had to choose, I would definitely choose. Uh, but hopefully I can do both as long as I can without going too crazy. Is there a little bit of nerves even when you're doing it steadily? Like no matter Definitely, how- yeah. Yeah, for sure. Even, yeah, no matter how much I'm doing it. Even like before quarantine, I was like really getting a routine going and every week and like the whole day up until I'm just like, you know, looking at my jokes. Like how can I fix this? And last night this joke didn't really work that well. So I spend all day just like worrying about mm-hmm. how I'm going to fix things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a certain level of anxiety that comes with stand-up that's uh, – I don't love. But how about how about hanging on any like uh, mistakes that you've noticed? You know, like you oh, leave yeah. a show, you're like, ah. oh, constantly, yeah, just like God, I did that. Even last night, I like dropped this. Uh, I don't know if you saw on the Zoom, but I was like doing this bit with like, which was such a, I thought it was such a funny bit, but I was just like, took they had a bottle of uh, like sanitizer yeah. on stage to uh-huh. spray the uh, mic, and I was just like took it and I was like shaking it around and, like the crowd was laughing I was like yeah I'm like riffing and doing this like silly thing and then the cap just came off and the whole bottle fell and spilled all over the stage and I'm like yeah this is such a clear first time doing stand up in a while <laughs> like, just like bumbling dropping stuff Sp- I spilled my beer I like, bumped into Ira when I came on stage spilled all over my hand <laughs> the crowd was like this guy needs to- is he drunk already <laughs> <laughs> jeez man the nerves this guy what else are you on yeah right <laughs> I love it um well, I get that too. When I leave this podcast, I, I uh, if I say one thing, I'm like, oh, you, yeah. But it's the same thing with auditions. Every audition I leave, I mean, they're all on Zoom now. But as soon as I log out, I click leave session, and I'm like, God, that's why did I? I should have thought of like this other way of saying it or something like that. But yeah, every time I leave an audition, or like a quick, like commercial auditions, for example, are very just quick, and you go in, and you say a couple lines, and you know they're like, okay, cool, and then you leave, and then. You just spend the whole walk back to your car being like, damn it, I should have just said this, or this would have been a funny little tag. Yeah. And you get in your car the whole ride home, and you're like, God, I suck. I suck so bad. Yeah. It probably doesn't matter at all if they just care about like your look and your voice or whatever for cars. It, right. It's always worse <laughs> for the person you know, involved. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, did you end up selling any chapstick last night? I did. I sold like uh, probably 15 chapsticks, I think. I gave a few away. Um, just people were like, I don't have any cash. I'm like, it's chapstick. Just take one. <laughs> you know? I'm like, who cares? They cost like 60 cents a piece to make or something. But I, yeah, I got like 600 chapsticks. That's a butthole chapstick. It was so funny. <laughs> it's like, it's like I could not figure out on the website how to like design it. But they were just like, yeah, if you want to just say what you want and like, we'll, we'll send a mock up. So I had to like send, I was like, yeah, I wanted to just say butthole chapstick. If you can make the O look like a butthole. 
that would be perfect and then say like this little joke on the back and they like the next day they just sent this mock-up it was perfect and the o is just such a funny like butthole they like they just like really went i can't imagine it looks like it was designed you know by like a person like by hand I'm like thank you so much for putting the work in to make this bias respond and i was like i'm so sorry about this but thank you this is perfect <laughs> i've been waiting for somebody for years to request the butthole <laughs> yeah finally it's somebody like, needs yes. the butthole <laughs> yeah one of the like made the rounds in the office like look what this guy wants yeah. <laughs> can we can we tweak the donut just <laughs> yeah. slightly <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah uh so obviously uh, yeah, you're not going to do the joke here, but there is a joke that involves mm-hmm. butthole chapstick. Yeah, butthole chapstick. So, yeah. So and you have a merch tie-in. Yeah, man. It was it was my last um, <laughs> time doing stand-up in December. I was in Oklahoma, and like the, the feature had a bunch of koozies, and he was just making bank sale on koozies after the show. And I've I never been into merch. I tried once. I tried selling shot glasses once. And I foolishly did like glass shot glasses, and they all just shattered in my suitcase. I put them in my checked bag. I put them in like a fancy like, you know, like padded bag, and wrapped them in a bunch of clothes, and they still just they get thrown around by TSA or whatever. So they all shattered, and like probably like twelve or thirteen of like the fifty that I brought survived. And so I just one the one show I did, I just like gave them away. Oh no, the twelve. I don't want to sell these. Just please take them. I you don't want to take triple for those, yeah. right? What are you talking <laughs> no about? Way. I was like, please, I don't want these anymore. So I just like never did merch again. It's just like a pain to like bring you know, on the road with you. So I'm like, I just don't really. Then you have to like sell them after, and there's got to be a money exchange, and then you got to have change when people don't have when people have two big bills. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna not do merch. But then I was watching this guy just clean up after every show he was making an extra like two hundred, three hundred bucks off of just these koozies. Then I'm like, then there's also the thing where it's like, if you do a joke, if like it has a reference to a joke on it, then you gotta like always do that always joke. Always do the joke. And yeah. That's annoying because I get sick of my jokes so fast. But I was like, you know what, my butthole. I was like, what's a joke that like always works? Like that, my butthole. It's like a whole butthole rant, and then it ends with like, and then you like butthole chapstick. And I was like, that joke <laughs> pretty much works. A you know probably ninety percent of the time. That's a good high percentage. So if I can make a some merch out of that. I'm like, what if I actually have actual chapstick that just says butthole chapstick? I'm like, that'd be perfect. And yeah, but you most people didn't want them. Most people walked right by the table. <laughs> but a couple people were like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take a butthole chapstick. You know what's so funny is a you know like a very common question that people uh, the comedians get asked is you know so do you have to tweak your material like if you're working in like the Midwest versus mm-hmm. the South or East Coast West Coast yeah. and then and you're like butthole chapstick is <laughs> it's universal. universal yeah everyone <laughs> everyone's got a butthole yeah and I then, don't have to edit this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah man yeah I will at least like uh, as far as like tweaking material I'll. I try to open up with a, a little bit of pandering and like local stuff up top, just to show that I know where I am. I know? noticed you did that here. Yeah, yeah. You, Rochester last night. You mentioned Rochester. Yeah, yeah I have a friend who's from Rochester, so I thought I'd give a little shout out to Rochester. Uh huh. I was like, local reference. This yeah. guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, and I have been to the mall, so I had to like talk about the mall a little yep. bit. Yeah, I tried to do that a little bit just to kind of ease in and knock it into my like jokes. I think pr- literally the worst set I may have ever had. I think was when I. Uh, I had the show in Ireland once. I had this like comedy festival in Dublin, and I was this huge crowd. It was like three hundred people. It was a big tent. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, Flanagan." Yeah, yeah. I was, Hell I thought, yeah! I thought they'd love me. I thought I'd be their their prodigal son. I'm yeah. like, hey, my name's Ryan Eamon O'Flanagan. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're gonna love me. And I went out and I just didn't really talk about Ireland or anything. I just like got right into my jokes and just like, "Hey, so I live in L.A. and my apartment is you know, talking about my apartment, whatever." And I bombed so hard and they hated me so much. 
and I like went out to a bar after, and there was a guy who had been at the show, and he was just like making fun of me and calling his friends over, like, "Look, this is the guy that bombed." And I just felt so horrible, and so in I, an like, Irish accent. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, "But my name's Ryan O'Flanagan. Can you cut me a break?" But yeah, then after that, I just like I had two more shows, and I just talked about like Ireland. I was like, I just like, I rewrote my set, and I just kind of just joked about Ireland and the people and how they're kind of mean, and they then people just like loved that, and then from then on, I just always like open up with a little bit of local stuff just to like. I don't know. It just seemed to work then. Yeah, just, yeah always, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Ease the crowd into it a little bit. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> I was like, oh, there he is. I uh, this so this is one of the things that happens to me is I will uh, going back a couple minutes here is I'll leave the podcast and if there's something I'm like, I can't believe I didn't bring that up. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Ah. So yeah. here's the last thing I want to bring up and okay. that you mentioned on the podcast last night because it's something I've asked guests about. Uh, in the last like six months, I've asked guests, at least a couple of them, would you, do you have the balls? Would you take uh, uh, the clinical trial mm-hmm. for the vaccines, for the COVID yeah. vaccine? Yeah, I did that. And you did that. I did it. Yeah, I did uh, Johnson & Johnson. Dude, you know what sucks so bad? Just before I came over here tonight, so that joke I did, the people were wor- I was like, people were worried about um, me growing an extra arm, and I didn't because I did the clinical trial, and I didn't grow an extra arm, I, but I did grow an extra penis, and that's why they call it Johnson & Johnson. And that got this like an applause break. I didn't think that joke would work at all. And I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God. I finally wrote like a new joke. And people really liked it. And I, that's universal. I can do that joke everywhere. And then today I was on Instagram. And there's this other comic that I really like did the exact same joke. And I was like, God. And he was the first one to put it online. So I'm like, that's his now. <laughs> like, God damn it. That sucks. So bad. But, yeah, I did the clinical trial in October. Um, and it was a 50-50. Uh, it's like a double-blind test. You can get the vaccine or a placebo and they don't tell you, and um, but I got really sick for a couple of days, so I uh, assumed I got the vaccine. And then it was just last week, actually, they emailed us, and they were like, um, you know, the trial, you know, the trial's going well, and vaccine's getting out there, so we're gonna start letting people know whether or not they got the 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 vaccine or not. And so I went in, and uh, you know, signed all the paperwork and stuff. And the this, uh, the doctor's like, so do you think you got the vaccine? I was like, I think so. I got really sick. And she's like, all right, you're gonna find out today. I was like, all right, cool. And then she, like, leaves, and she goes and gets my paperwork, my chart that shows what I got. And she was like, you're so right. You got the vaccine. So she's like, so I'm going to fill out your card right now. So I got one of those little vaccination cards, and now I'm uh, free to go, free to go have fun again. Holy yeah, it, crap. Yeah, it kicked my ass that first. I just, like, I just hate I hate COVID so much. As I've never hated anything more in my life than this pandemic. So yeah. At the beginning, I saw on Facebook, they were like, we need people to – to do the clinical trial to get the vaccine. I was like, vaccine's the only thing that's going to stop this, so I like have to do something. i got to do my part. And I, Yeah, so I did the trial, and it worked out because I ended up just getting the vaccine really early, so it worked out for me. But, yeah, I just like felt like I needed to do something. I just hate this pandemic so, so much. I, I mean, I got it. I mean, it sounds kind of corny, but that's kind of heroic that you – I mean, oh, I thanks, did not man. have the balls to do that. I mean, completely honest, I would not – well, thanks. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I have family members that are, my parents are, are, are all vaxxed up now and great. visiting again, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, and now you're eligible. You got to get now out Now I'm there. eligible. Get I haven't had a chance to get uh, a, an appointment yet. Uh, I'm planning on it. But, you know, I have other family members that are very apprehensive mm-hmm. still, you know, to yeah, this date yeah, in April, and you did it back wanna... last year. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, it was kind of, I guess, risky and crazy, but I just, I never hated anything so much this pandemic. When, uh, I love to just go to, I'm kind of just like social, kind of love going to bars and hanging out with friends and going out dancing and stuff and yeah. going to like you know music shows and just you can't do anything and it's just it's been the most depressing year so i'm like nothing is worse than what i've gone through this year just from 
the pandemic itself. Did I'll you get sick? Yeah. Did, did you walk in there at all and uh, thinking like, how am I going to react if I did get the placebo and I still mm-hmm. got sick? Like, yeah, that's what I was what thinking. The hell? I was like, what happened? I, I did get a like I did an antibodies test like two months later to see if I had the antibodies and it came back negative. So I was like, what the hell? Did I just get really sick from a placebo or something? Yeah. But so I guess the anti but those are I guess are pretty faulty the antibodies test. So I, I guess see. it was just wrong. But. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I one more question. Did you get? Did you get any financial, any monetary? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was supposed to be like 150 bucks every time you go in, and you go in. It's supposed to be for two years. The trial is for two years, um, and you huh. go in every few months, and they just take your blood and see how, how, see if you still have the antibodies and stuff, and you only get 150 bucks. But last time I, I went in, they were like, uh, they told me I got the vaccine, which is great news, and then they're gonna like up the pay to like 360 bucks. I was like, I don't really care about the money. I just kind of want to just like get this vaccine rolling out to people so i would have done it for free but yeah i was in there and it was definitely most of the people that were in there were for sure doing it for the money it was like some real down and out people <laughs> that i was like what am i doing here i don't need this money i just really want to get this vaccine out <laughs> but yeah i was telling people they're like do you get paid i'm like yeah it's like 150 bucks and you go in they're like jesus ryan that's it <laughs> i mean that's my first reaction yeah. i think yeah. when i read when i read because uh, i saw it advertised on facebook i think they were mm-hmm. offering like five six hundred dollars if i remember correctly really? yeah yeah I went to I the mean, wrong one. Johnson sorry, Johnson's bro. cheap. <laughs> I have <laughs> checked their stock. They're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Hmm. I don't know why they're no, that's, jipping me. Yeah, No, that's... Uh, I, I give you tons of credit for doing that. And Thanks, man. I mean, really, you you were part of the part of the solution here. Yeah, people... man, saving the world. <laughs> so when I said it last night and like two people clapped, I was like, thank you. That was a risk I took. You uh, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a big deal. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah, well, thanks, man. Uh, so what's your next heroic move is what I'm curious about. Next heroic move, who knows? Well, I guess walking in this <laughs> thunderstorm that's out there right now. Yeah. It was coming go. down. Yeah, there you it go. It was coming down when I was coming out there. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. This has been great. Like we said at the beginning, five more chances to see mm-hmm. you here at Acme yep. this Come week. You're still, uh, oh, sold, sold out. out. Woo! Thursday night, sold out. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Uh, but if you want to watch the Zoom, uh, any of those nights, correct, Brandon? Zoom mm-hmm. will be available. Yeah. And then, Ryan, how about, like, uh, social media and videos and stuff yeah. you're still doing? Yeah, or? I'm at, at Ryan O'Flan on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube is Ryan O'Flanagan. RyanOflanagan.com. Got all my shows and stuff on there. Yeah. Oh, and you have a podcast. Oh, yeah, I have a podcast. It's called Laser Show. It's pretty bad. I just like tell like st- I just talk by myself. I tell like fifteen minute stories. They're pretty lame. It gets gets like a hundred listens each week. Uh, we're but gonna yeah, check it out. People should. Uh, I'm gonna recommend it because part of my research. I've listened to four and. A third of Damn, the five wow, episodes. Really? Wow, great! Yes, that's cool. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, when we're done here, I'm going to ask if you can show me oh, the, the tattoo. tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, well. I, I highly recommend the episode of you telling the story yeah, of the tattoo the, story of wild. the tattoo on your leg mm-hmm. and the guy who did it and yeah. the drugs he was doing throughout <laughs> was, the evening. It was awful. It was a nightmare. Yeah, tattoo no, came out good though for the most part. So I, I highly recommend Laser Show Podcast if for Thanks, anything man. that story. Yeah. Yeah. Right All right. Well, let's do this again soon. Cool. Yeah. For sure.